Hi, welcome to the podcast. My name is Sungwon. I'm currently a freelance video editor, video maker, and grad student. And here, I share about my past week and talk about anything and everything that I want to talk about. And I hope you want to talk about it with me too. Happy Lunar New Year. I hope everyone had a good week, uh, that you guys were able to stay warm despite the numerous times it snowed, at least here in the East Coast. It's really nice to have, I guess, a holiday lineup this week. I think having a date like that just reminds you to make sure you find some time to rest, spend some time with family, friends. My schedule this past week has been pretty packed. I feel like a lot of assignment deadlines just decided to coincide and and I had the opportunity to assist on a photo shoot this week for a client. So that was really fun. Although my family doesn't really celebrate formally the Lunar New Year, I think many Koreans still do. And I know that a lot of friends did this past week. But yeah, it just, I guess, wasn't really a thing that I did growing up. When I lived with my grandparents, I think there were probably days when my grandma might uh, whip up a meal, whip, whip up some takguk or, or mandu. I don't think there's any meaning behind not celebrating it. Like it's not some culturally or political sort of statement by our family. I think it's just something that maybe got lost in the decades spent here in the States by my family after they immigrated here. There are moments like these, I think, that do make me think about my upbringing, my culture, and the distinctions between my place right now here and my heritage. You know, other moments include like when I introduce myself to someone and they have a hard time pronouncing my name or something, which I guess, despite being born in the States and being primarily a native English speaker, I never had an English name that I really identified by. So, you know, I got a lot of Song Wans, Seung Wan, uh, when it's just really Sung Wan. And no, I'm not that bitter about it, but it's just something that never really matched up or went smoothly. And so, yeah, it always stuck out. And it's a very like subtle disconnection Like, I was never harassed or attacked or made fun of because I didn't have an English name. There's just this, like, disconnect and this two-sidedness, I think, of my culture and the place that I live, I think often nudges me to start to try and search and look for where I might belong. You know, what is my culture? And when I'm, like, really deeply in that feeling... I think there are days when it does feel like you, as an individual, you're just never really fully realized. So on that note, there are two things that I saw this week that I felt very moved by. And I think it's starting to get me curious a little bit more, at least regarding that kind of duality and that disconnect that I was just describing. So first is a music video. And there's this band that I found a while back. Uh, they go by Sesonyeon. It's spelled S-E-S-O-N-E-O-N. And they are a Korean indie rock band. And they've been really blowing up recently. 
I think I keep hearing from friends how they've been covered a lot in Korean media and they've been making a lot of appearances next to, I guess, a lot of well-known celebrities over there. But I'm not really drawn by any of that. I, I just really love their music. And then recently, I think in the beginning of February, they released a new single. And the song title is Chayu, which is spelled J-A-Y-U. And it means freedom in Korean. And I think this freedom that Soyun, the lead vocalist of the band, is searching for in this song is not only the freedom that we all sort of yearn for right now, having spent prolonged time in prolonged time in quarantine, unable to see our family, our friends, loved ones, or unable to go and do and set a plan for the day uh, without having to, I guess, navigate the obstacles and restrictions that are in place because of this global pandemic. But I also think it's an internal sense of freedom. And we see it in these shots that we always come back to where we have to stare back at Yuain, who is the male actor. He's also a very famous actor in Korea. You might have recognized him in the film Burning that came out a few years ago. But there are these shots where it's just composed of his profile. You don't really know where he's at. He looks like he's in the field. But he he looks at you, looks directly into the camera, and as a viewer, you're just sort of forced to confront him and and the feelings that I guess he's expressing through just his face. And you're not really sure, I guess, where this anguish or happiness or attempt at a smile is begins inside him, but but you search and you look inside, inner, and intercut with these shots of burning buildings and waves crashing while yes i guess they they look pretty familiar in in some of the maybe news media that we see whether we look think back to the wildfires or to any sort of national international uh crisis that might have been going on in the past year it's kind of crazy how like i I can't cho- I can't choose one, but these images have become so ubiquitous. So yeah, maybe they are literally the world on fire, but but intercut with these shots of of Yuan's face, maybe we don't just live these images in the real world, but we also live them in our minds, in our memories and and perceptions of such. And so and so I really believe that Soyun and Hesonyan are are singing about a freedom that I think a lot of us want right now. This last shot of the video I think blows my mind and I think really sets the period, the punctuation at the end of the video's message. And the shot is basically a wide shot sort of revealing that Yuain, the male actor, was actually just sitting in front of a backdrop in the middle of some who knows where construction site with other actors and crew just kind of chilling on sort of the outskirts or the edges of the frame. And from the distance, you hear, I guess, the director yell, cut. And I think this song, which you can interpret the lyrics to be a song of optimism, a song of hope, a song of finding freedom, 
in that one shot, Sesunyeon explains to us that this song and 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 sentiment is not just, I guess, an escapist feeling, a fantasy or an illusion that I guess they are creating through these flashy visuals and bright concert performances of their song, but they recognize and want to recognize the reality of this moment by completely ripping apart, I guess, the aesthetic and illusion that they built up these past few minutes of the song. The last shot conveys a choice to have hope despite the current and very real situation that we're living in. It provokes you to, I guess, look past the virtual background you might put up around yourself and and really see where you are standing right now. So that's one video that I was very moved by because I think I also want that in my work and in my life. But yeah, I, I can keep talking about Sesunyan. I think they're just really good at what they do and not only in their music, but in what they're trying to convey. There are a lot of articles out there that talk about how their music is really sort of capturing that millennial experience in Korea and really trying to, I guess, express some of the distinctions between generations that are felt there, especially as a country that's been modernized so fast um, from very humble origins. So maybe I, I will probably be returning to talk more about them later. But the second thing that I also watched that really moved me was the film Minari, which I think just released uh, recently. I actually watched this film a month ago when they were doing an early virtual screening. And I definitely need to watch it again. I think I was my, my parents were watching it last night and I was noticing some details that I missed before. And, and also just sitting with my parents who are really that generation that this film is trying to portray through these actors like Steven Yeun and Han Yeri. It was just really interesting to pick up on what intrigued my parents and, and, and piqued their interest in how they were portraying this life back then. But I think what really moved me was feeling so close to the source material. I think there are some articles out there calling Minari as an American story, a truly American story. And I think... It's hard to, I guess, define what that is, but at least for me, growing up here in the States, being born here in the States, and finally, I guess, seeing a film portrayed about that experience, of feeling kind of alone at some times, of feeling different. But it wasn't until after I finished the film that those feelings of connection and, and resonance with how, I guess, these experiences were being portrayed I think it really hit me like a truck. Like It felt like the film acknowledged this experience that I think speaks to more than just the Korean-American experience, but just also the, the immigrant experience of people who, who come here to really try and, and, yeah, obtain that American dream. And I don't know, growing up now I, and, and being in the middle of my 20s, I guess, I feel like that notion of the American dream has changed a lot. And for me, I guess it's kind of hard to place because what I'm recognizing is, is that 
for my parents and for that generation of of people who who immigrated here in search of of better life not only for themselves but for their family i can see why they worked so hard and tried so hard and and really struggled to to make a life here and i guess it really raises a question inside me of like what will i dream for and when i try to answer that question I guess it really kind of pales in comparison or feels like it does to these more grander notions of, of making a better life for your family and your and your children and your grandchildren. I don't know if I have the capacity yet to really feel as deep of a conviction as something like that. But I think what the film does for me is start to challenge a little bit and encouraged a little bit of being a little bolder to have those kinds of dreams anyways i do have more thoughts on this but i'm gonna try to keep this episode short i feel like i've already recorded for too long and so maybe some things might get cut out but that's it for me this week if there was anything that i said that that really resonated with you that you want to talk about feel free to dm me on this podcast's instagram at wanna.talk you can find this podcast on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts and i'll definitely be including links to chayu and minari in this episode description so be sure to look there if you want to see what i was talking about thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate you taking the time to hear what i have to say And yeah, I hope you have a good week and stay healthy, be well. I'll see you in the next.